Well, good evening. Welcome. Chicago Cubs talk this week and every week brought to you by the good friends of True Blues and Chicago Cubs Club 18. My name, of course, is Jeff Hare. Glad you're with us tonight as we go through our weekly chat of everything that uh, happened with the Chicago Cubs this week. And wow, what an unfortunate week it was, right? Hello, Omar. <laughs> and of course, my producer, the great Russ Omar. Well, what it was strange. It was kind of a strange week. It started out so well, didn't it? We took two of the Cubs took two or three from the New York Mets. Looked like they're gonna sweep uh three hundred million dollar payroll Metropolitans and then from that point on the roof caved in, right? It uh wow, what a what a I mean Cincinnati came in with a three game sweep by the Red Legs, uh, and it was ugly. Every bit as ugly as you think it would sound. Cubs draw scored 25 to 10 in three games. And if you throw the last game in from Thursday, which is when the Cubs lost to the Mets, they lost 10 to 1 that day. Cubs have been outscored 35 to 11 in the last four games. And that, folks, is not good. Uh, I don't think I need to tell you that. Where do we go from here? Who knows? I I mean, uh, the pitching's got to improve in a big way. Kyle Hendricks is back. He pitched the other night uh, against the Reds. Um, hey, he's not Sandy Colfax. Let's be quite honest about it. I mean, he can help us here and help us there. I'm still not totally convinced he's going to come back in a big way with that injury. That injury is a tough one for a guy uh, who's in his 30s. It's a tough one to recover. It's a tough one for anybody to recover from, uh, especially major league pitcher, a guy who relies a lot on on junk, uh, uh, curveballs, and breaking balls. Of course, the changeup is his best pitch. Uh, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I don't know if this guy is ever going to step in and be the dominating pitcher he once was. Not to say that he won't be good. Not to say that he won't give us great efforts. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying, man, I wish I'd like to have the Hendricks we had in 2016 and 2017 where you know he can come in there and he's going to give you six, seven, eight innings on a heartbeat and, and do it very well. But I don't know. We'll see that again. But hey, that, that that's, just happens. That's just professional sports. It happens when players get old. And we all get old. And don't I know it. Uh, but the bottom line is – this team just got to get better. The pitching staff. Now, I think I'm hoping I'm sitting here as I'm speaking to you, looking at my mirror in my studio here. I just beyond all sincerity, I really hope it's just a slump that uh, they'll pitch their way out of it and they'll come out here in a couple of days and they'll look like world beaters again. And, and that that's entirely possible. That's baseball. That's the way baseball works. There are times the pitches just don't go over the plate. Or if they do, they go over in such a way that they end up in the, in the grandstands across the way. But uh, it's just, Right now, there's not a whole lot of hope on the horizon there. I mean, they're not going to make a trade to get anybody that's going to make them that good. I mean, that, that whole entire pitching staff is not throwing well right now. I mean, even Drew Miley, or Drew, Drew Miley, Drew Smiley. Drew Miley, we'll go back to Wade Miley last year. Drew Smiley, who I was pouting as having the best pitch in baseball with that uh, knuckle curve, today got kind of scuffed up around with it. So it just goes to show that uh, it, it's it's a tough go. Major League Baseball is a tough sport to play. I mean, uh, those players on all sides of the ball are very good. One thing impressed me about Cincinnati, and I really underrated this coming in to the to this series, but they've got incredible team speed. You know, I don't care if it's football, basketball, uh, hockey. I know there's a lot of hockey fans out there. I like hockey myself. But speed is something that at the professional level, you just can't get enough of. I mean, <laughs> you can coach size. You can coach against size. You know, you, we've seen this in the NFL at the Bears. How many times they go out there with big, fast, slow, or big, uh, slow teams? And lose the little fast teams, right? We see that all the time in the NFL. Speed, you cannot coach that. I mean, if somebody's faster than you, there's nothing you can do. Just sit back and lose. And you look at those guys with the Reds, those guys are taking extra bases, a ball hit to the gap. They're, you know, they're going from first to third on the outfield. They're cutting that ball off so it doesn't go all the way to the wall and cutting that extra base. 
you really cannot downplay speed. I really like to think the Cubs over the years can get a little bit faster at all positions, just everywhere. I mean, that ball hits the ground, you got three guys on top of it. You know, that's what you want to see, just that kind of speed. And it's coming. I get it. I do. Uh, I really do. But it's just, just someone I watched the Reds the last two days. It's like, wow, I really am impressed with the way they get, uh, they were getting around the diamond. But anyway, uh, you know, like I said, it was kind of a, a kind of a tough week. That's for sure. I really don't think that the Cubs are as bad as what they've shown in the last four games. I, I, I don't think they're as good as they played earlier, though. I think this team is about where they should be. Right now, they're, what, eight games under 500? We'll talk about that in a minute when we do the standings. You know, football coach Bill Parcells, the great Bill Parcells, is always fond of saying that you're as good as your record. That's how good you are. You're as good as your record shows. If that's the case, the Cubs are where I thought they'd be. I figured uh, they'd be about 10, 12 games under 500 for the season. Right now, they're at eight under 500 for the season, so maybe they're just doing what they can do. I mean, this is basically a 500 team, maybe a little bit below. And uh, until we start making those moves to get to the next level, who knows where we're going to end up. So Marcus Stroman is going to try it tomorrow against Tampa Bay. Oh, boy. Talking about the best team in baseball. The team has played just like a house of fire from minute one. We'll talk about that in a minute when we get to the standings. So let's just, uh, who knows? Like I said, he can go out there and throw a two-hit shutout tomorrow night, and we'll forget all about all this mess, right? So why don't we move on right now into page two. You know, this might be my show, but I have to accept the fact that that sounder is going to be there forever. I don't know. I know that uh, they want a sounder in there, and I put it in there. And uh, Anyway, um, before we start in the standings, I do want to give props to White Sox pitcher Lane, uh, Liam Hendricks. He's been given a clean bill of health and will join the team tomorrow. Now, why that's significant is in January, Hendricks is diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And, uh, hey, I don't care who he plays for. That's a great thing that he's provided. I wish him nothing but the very, very best and uh, very, very happy that he's going to be back in the lineup with the White Sox again. Uh, uh, you know, what, a, what a great thing that, he, that the young man has come through that. So very, very happy for him. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about real quick, and I, I was going to bring this up at the end, but I'm going to bring it up now. I wrote it out there last night on the, the two blues and the Chicago Cubs club 18 page. You're going to hear a lot of rumors between now and the end of July at the trade deadline. We hear them all the time. I think there's an industry devoted just to creating rumors. Okay. I, I don't think, I know there's an industry created to do that. Pay no attention to it. Don't cause yourself any angst. Don't stay up nights worrying about it. Just forget it. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now how it works in baseball. They don't tell you. There is nobody going to go out there and feed the media or go out there and tell the waitress at the Denny, local Denny's or, uh, or tell their cab driver that, hey, I'm going to trade this guy, I'm going to trade that guy. This doesn't happen, okay? What you read, what you see is just people thinking, making up, conjecture. It's fun. It's entertaining. I like to read it. I really do. But, you know, it's not coming from anybody official. They wouldn't do it anyway. Why would they do that? If they, you know, if they wanted to trade somebody, they're not going to run around and tell everybody we're going to trade him. It's just going to bring the value down, right? I mean, <laughs> it's going to destroy the player's confidence and just bring his value down. So they're not going to do that. So it's just the other thing that you read a lot about is whether or not the Cubs will fire David Ross. Well, every indication from the from the brass is no, they aren't going to. And again, the same situation there. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell their cab driver. They're not going to tell their hairdresser. They're barber. They're not telling anybody. They're going to fire him. They're going to fire him, and they'll announce it. But they haven't said a word. Uh, every indication I've gotten from everything I've read and heard and listened to, and I do put a lot of research into this, tells me that Ross is safe, at least for this season and most likely for next. Ricketts doesn't want to pay out his contract. And that makes 
if you look at Ricketts and the history of what he has done to this team, that makes sense. So we are going to have Ross. And again, I've said this repeatedly. I'm not sure another manager right now is going to do any good. He might win a few, a couple more games here and there, but he's not going to put you in the playoffs. I tell you right now, this is not a playoff team. Too many guys in this team that are, yeah, they're nice guys and they're pretty good major leaguers, but they aren't championship caliber. You got to get more championship caliber guys in this ball club. And that starts in the front office. That's where it starts. It starts right at Ricketts telling Judd Hoyer how much money he's allowed to spend. And they pass it on down through the general manager and through the player personnel division and start bringing players in. That's where it starts. And again, you can fire Ross all you want to. And, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know if Ross is a major league manager. I don't know if he's going to win uh, championship games. We've never really seen him in a high leverage situation. Cubs haven't been in any. He's been the manager. They just haven't. And so we don't know what he can do. But I tell you right now, I just do not do not think that he's going to go anywhere, at least in the near term. Now, I could be wrong. Ricketts could wake up tomorrow and say, we need a new manager. And hire Jeff Heron. I'll go out there and do just as bad. So anyway. That's why I just want a couple of things I want to talk about. Don't pay any attention to the rumors. I, I certainly don't try to spread any. I do talk about a lot of it in the columns and in here, just just as entertainment sake and just so we can t- discuss them. But I don't I don't put any stock in them. I really wish you wouldn't either. So anyway, now let's go to the standings here. Yes, we are. Here we go. We're going to do what we always do every Sunday night. Just take a quick look around baseball, see who's hot, who's not, who we want to play and who we want to stay away from. Okay. American League East right now, Tampa Bay Rays still 39-16, and 16, and they most likely are sitting in Chicago right now ready for their series to start tomorrow. Memorial Day afternoon game. Now, again, the schedule on that, they play tomorrow afternoon, Tuesday night, and Wednesday afternoon, and then the Cubs are on the plane coming out here to the West Coast. Okay. Uh, and they got a big West Coast swing coming up here. In fact, I got that reminds me, I got to get my tickets for the Cubs and the Angels the week, well, what, Tuesday I think they play. I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody swears they can give me good seats. Yeah, the way it always works. I'll end up paying $30 and sitting in the Jeeps like I always do, way up nosebleeds. Anyway, in second place in the American League East, Baltimore Orioles. I've told you repeatedly, I'm going to keep telling you, this is not a bad team. Uh, they did win today, though. They struggled a little bit in the end of the week, but uh, right now they're 34-19. and 19. A lot of good young players on that team. They could be tough before it's over. Yankees sitting right down there now in third place in the uh, American League East. and. Uh, 32 and 23 is your record, seven games out of first place behind the Bo Sox and uh, the Toronto Blue Jays at 28 and 26. That entire division is over 500. Anything could really happen there. A lot of baseball to be played. And as we've seen repeatedly over the years in that division, things can get kind of crazy before it's over. Okay, going now to the American League Central. The Minnesota Twins still sitting up there, 27 and 26, one game over 500. The Tigers, Javi Baez and the Detroit Tigers. Sitting there in second place at 25 and 26, one game under 500. Uh, as you all know, and if you've listened to me over the years, you know I'm a Detroit guy. I lived in Detroit for a lot of years and loved going to Tigers, old Tiger Stadium. Sparky Anderson's my favorite player in all of baseball. Or he was, he's long gone now. But I mean, I loved watching Sparky manage and love that team, watching that team. He used to go to Tiger Stadium all the time. I have to probably do some, did you hear that? Some of that sometimes tell you about what Tiger Stadium is all about. I come out of there with police standing every 10 feet with some machine guns trying to get you to your car. That was a wonderful place at times. Anyway, behind the Tigers, Cleveland Guardians, and you know Tito's going to have them ready as the season goes on. The White Sox sitting down there six games out, and they are right now 11 games under 500. And the Kansas City Royals uh, just playing for next year. In the American League West right now, again, it comes down to Texas and Houston. These two guys are going to be battling. These are two big-time uh, organizations going to fight it out. I tell you that right now. 
two games behind uh, Houston's two games behind Texas last week, just for fun, just so you know, last week, Texas was seven and three. Houston was eight and two. Those two guys are just out there please playing two heavyweight fighters just going right at it. Channel Mariners in third in the division at uh, seven and three. The Angels just right up the street from me are sitting there right at uh, just a little, if I could see it here, just one game over 500, two games over 500 at 28 and 26. And Oakland, yeah, okay. They're, they're getting their money ready for the casinos when they move to Las Vegas. Let's look at the National League right here over in the East, Atlanta Braves. Uh, last I seen, they were all over their game, all over Philadelphia tonight. I didn't catch a final on that because I came in here, thought I'd put this out there a little bit early for everyone. Atlanta's up. Uh, they got a record of 32 and 21. They're going to be around at the end. Let's be kind of quite honest. Miami Marlins playing very well, 28 and 26. New York Mets, 27 and 27, a 5.5 million or 5.5 million, five point five and a half games behind. Well, they, their payroll is just incredible. What is it? Like I said, I think it's at 300 million. I don't think it's that high. It's like 290 million, 280 million, but then they pay out luxury taxes off the charts. The guy wants a world series team and he's probably going to go out and bet, get some better players. I guess. I don't know whatever's going to happen there. Philadelphia, uh, 25 and 28. And of course the Washington nationals. Now let's talk about where we want to talk about here. Milwaukee Brewers out in front of the central. Game and a half lead over Pittsburgh. I've told you repeatedly, Pittsburgh, I don't think, has a staying power. I still don't think they have the staying power. Uh, both Milwaukee and Pittsburgh were four and six last week. Uh, Cincinnati at 25 and 29, or 24 and 29. Uh, five and five for the week for the Reds. We saw them. We just, like I said, we just watched them sweep the Cubs. All right. Who knows how good the Cubs are? We, we, we're, we're discussing that. Uh, Cincinnati, I. I taking a lot of shots at him and I'll continue to take shots at him. I think a lot of what they represent is bad for baseball like Oakland. I think their ownership is absolutely atrocious. When the owner at the beginning of the 2022 season dumped off his good best players before the season started and then told the Reds fans, Hey, you know, this is our team like or lump it basically. After they went to the taxpayers and bought that new stadium and have really never put a competitive team in there. You're talking about a team and whose ownership previous to this guy was a Nazi. Well, all right, let's not say that. Marge Shot is dead, but she has had some, did some very controversial things that got her uh, uh, removed from the ownership of that team. Uh, before that, and you go back to the Big Red Machine, they had a pretty good ownership group. They did things a lot, uh, a lot of things right. They won a lot of games and they won some World Series and had the best manager in the world and Sparky. But uh, since then, they've really gone downhill. Uh, Cincinnati, if you've ever been there, my younger brother lives in that area. My two nephews are both University of Cincinnati graduates. I spent a lot of time in Cincinnati. I love that city. I really do. Um, but they're great sports fans. They deserve better than what they've been given by the Reds. That's one of the reasons I like to take shots at them. Anyway, St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis, again, we know they're going to be there at the end. Five and five for the week. They've kind of struggled a bit. Uh, right now they're sitting at, uh, at at seven games under 500. And then, of course, the Cubs are sitting where we are at eight games under 500. And who knows where we're going. Over in the West, the Dodgers. Uh, Four and six for the week. They kind of were down. They had a great, uh, great month of May. They really, they had the best record in the month of May of anyone. Um, again, the Dodgers, they got too much talent on that team, and they just kind of sit out here in the West Coast, and no one thinks much about them, and then they just pulverize everybody and then go in the playoffs and get swept. It's the way it works. I think you'll see it again. Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, game and a half out. The Giants, there at four and a half out. The Padres, uh, seven and a half out. And the Rockies are bringing up the rear. Funny thing about the Padres is people are starting to get a little nervous down there. Now they spent a ton of money. We know they spent a ton of money. They just really haven't played well this season and <laughs> they may fire their manager. They, I don't know. There's just a lot going on down there. Uh, 
but again, San Diego is kind of a different town anyway. There's not really a great sports market down there. Uh, when they win, the fans show up, but they lose, they don't. Uh, the Chargers pretty much walked out of there and nobody really cared. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? But anyway, that uh, just gives us kind of a rundown of standings in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, I think the only thing I can say at this point is the Cubs just need to win games. That's all there is to it. They just got to go out and, and string together some two or three and four good games. And it all starts with one step. You, you win the first one, then you win the second one, then you win the third one, and then you get a little more confidence and you start playing better. And that's basically all, all there is to it. Uh, I think the talent is is there. I think this is a better t- team than we had uh, last year. I think it's a better team we had the year before. But whether or not it's enough to you know, really do anything, who knows? There, there's a lot of good baseball out there and a lot of baseball being to be played. So no need to really get total panicked. we got a ways to go yet. So as I try to push my button, where'd my button go here? Omar? And one more time with the music. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So, once again, I want to thank you on behalf of my producer, the great Russ Omar. Hope you have a great holiday tomorrow. Hope the Cubs can win. Hope the Cubs can start to turn around a little bit. Maybe show what this team's all about. And uh, fans deserve better. Fans have always been great. And, uh, man. It's kind of tough when you watch games like this against a team like Cincinnati. I mean, come on. This is not the 27 uh, New York Yankees, like I said earlier. You know, the great team of Ruth and Gehrig in that group. No, it's not a good – Cincinnati's not that good. I mean, they're – they finished 31 games out last year. But anyway. Welcome and thank you once again on behalf of myself, Jeff Heron. Of course, I mentioned Russ Omar. This is Chicago Cubs Talk this week and every week brought to you by the good friends of True Blues and Chicago Cubs Club 18. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a 